0: You're listening to the Hotard Huddle Podcast, presented by me, Michael Hotard. Check it out as we dive into sports, movies, music, TV, and more. This is the Hotard Huddle Podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to Episode 7 of the Hotard Huddle Podcast. So bring it in. We got a great episode Lined up for you today. I am joined here by my good friend Jared, Uh, Jared Freeu, who we met shit man ten years old probably something Uh, like that fifth grade, Um, and Jared and I have stayed in touch over the years, which is cool. So one of those one of those childhood friends that never really went away. So that's pretty awesome. But uh, Jared and I are going to talk a little bit about his journey through MMA today. Uh, Recently, just won. Uh, his first title, pos- oh, yeah. possibly going for number two, man, <laughs> so um, congratulations on that, I'm super pumped for you, and it's funny, because your first fight was uh, a couple of years ago, uh, recently, correct?
1: Uh, Yeah, a few, few years back. Yeah.
0: Okay, because uh, I, I was going through Facebook, and uh, I came across that on my uh, Facebook memories, I was like, oh shit, Jared's first fight, dope, yeah. so um but cool man i'm happy to have you here but um to start off a little backstory about uh jared and i so again fifth grade this is when we met i went to john curtis that's where we were both at school became friends um pretty quickly uh and we had that what we had that little that little click or circle we hung out in um but uh Dude, it's crazy because one of the things I tell people about about you constantly, uh, or at least like mutual friends, like people like Cortland and just a bunch of mutual people we know, is growing up you were never the biggest, you were never the fastest. <laughs> but if there was someone you didn't want to get into a fight with, it was you. So now it's just kind of funny. It comes full circle, and right. you're doing it on on a level where it's sanctioned. And you know. It's not necessarily about fighting for your life per se. It's more about fighting for wins.
1: <laughs> right, right. But uh, I don't know. I think I've always just been that scrappy and stuff. But uh, yeah, good at it. Why not get paid for it? So.
0: Absolutely, man. And yeah. I mean, scrappy is a great word because even in even in football and stuff, you played you played corner at St. Charles Catholic, correct?
1: Uh, yeah, corner, strong safety. Yeah, back and forth.
0: Yeah, and I mean, dude, you've always kind of had that that just that scrappy vibe just because hey if if i gotta go up against guys that are bigger than me i might as well just punch him in the mouth a couple of times and see where it goes you hell know? yeah
1: i mean me and my older brother fought all the time and um curtis we always got in fights playing football <laughs> and stuff i think me and ryan Hawley got in like <laughs> thousands of fights i think he bit me once like it was it was wild but uh good times good times
0: i remember you and i were uh we're in the principal's we beat up somebody for picking on someone but here we come just two on one we're like okay cool you want to pick on him here try this on for size yeah they
1: probably deserved it yeah
0: no it was one of the it was one of those cases where i was like all right i'm not i'm not totally bummed about being in trouble because in the back of my mind i was like we were we were helping someone out
1: justice i mean (laughs)
0: street justice the only justice (laughs) but no man it's um so I guess let's dive into what got you into MMA to start off. You know, when when did the bell just kind of go off that you were like, "Hey, maybe this is something I'll do."
1: Um, I don't know. Uh, I I went to college. I was like lifting weight and stuff. I couldn't play football in college. I'm way too small. <laughs> Nobody wants a five foot four, uh, one thirty five cornerback. You know. <laughs> um, but I I tried like a jiu-jitsu club. And it, it didn't really click at first. Like, uh, I, I tried it. I thought it was fun. I went back a few times, stopped for a while. It was just on and off for a few years. And then I tried some jujitsu competitions, got into that. It made me like jujitsu more. And then uh, one day I was training, they said they were going to get a fight for me. And I was just like, who? Me? You know? <laughs> and uh, they were like, yeah, you're pretty good. It's time for you to fight. So I, I tried it out and been rolling with it from there.
0: And how so, many how many total fights have you had now? At this point, I think point? I'm
1: four and one. Somebody asked me that the other day, and I'm like, I've been focused on fighting so much, like I, I haven't counted yeah. my record or anything. Yeah. I'm just like one right into the next one. So. Yeah, so but, uh,
0: so let's assume four and one, and then your most recent bout you went you went out of state for that, correct?
1: Yes, uh, Pensacola, Florida. Okay,
0: so. How did how did all of that come about cuz I, I remember you were you were telling me about it cuz I had approached you about coming on the podcast mm-hmm. uh, a couple of months back and you were like let's wait I have you know a title fight coming up I want to get that done I was like wait what right. <laughs> like dude that's dope <laughs> um, don't drop that so casually that's awesome
1: yeah it it kind of came out of nowhere my my coach Ryu he's a great coach shout out to him um he, he gave me a call one morning he said hey I got some good news uh, I got a title fight for you and I was like Oh yeah. Is it is it out here? And he's like, No, it's in Florida. We're gonna go to Pensacola. You're gonna fight on uh Island Fights card, which is uh Roy Jones Jr.'s uh promotion kind of okay. sorta. So um yeah, he was there at the fights and stuff. I didn't get to meet him, but uh he was there and um uh, went out there, got the job done, got the got the belt, you know. Um it was a good fight. I was fighting a, I was supposed to fight a jiu-jitsu black belt but uh, i wanted to fight in this uh muay thai guy last minute um he's really good at muay thai but it took him down choked him out and, and uh you did. got
0: the you got the fight done uh quickly didn't you? i think it was like
1: a minute 15 okay. or it might have been under a minute my last few ones have been like under a minute or something like that they're yeah. close to a minute and a half but uh yeah it was pretty fast yeah i it, he was he was quick we started off uh, I threw a few punches, he threw a kick and landed awkwardly, and I, like, grabbed his leg, picked him up, slammed him, in the story, so.
0: Nice. Um, but, with you, I, I guess with you with fighting, too, so, a lot of your, you, you tend to, like, going to the ground, it seems like.
1: Uh, well, I like to stand up, actually, but most of my fights go to the ground, um, just stuff happens, um, but I, I am good on the ground, that's where I started, and, uh, I'd like to show I got more stand-up in this next fight for everybody. Okay. So uh, just to show some what I have. The, the last one I wanted to stand up, but, I mean, it happened so fast, and I knew if I took him down, it was over with. So yeah. well, take, dude, you take the smart win on Yeah, that. you got to
0: take the W, man. Yeah. But no, I th- and that's what's crazy. I think that's one of the things that is interesting to me about the entire sport of mixed martial arts because – You know I'm a football guy. You know I'm a basketball guy. And growing up, you know, I wasn't always the best athlete, but I I understood concepts. I understood game planning. I understood all the the little things that go into preparing for a game. And I feel like that gets lost in MMA because you hear this so much in press conferences in things like UFC where guys say, Oh, I want to take the fight to stand up because people pigeonhole me into the as a ground fighter or as a submission specialist or whatever it may be. So there's always some intricate level in the back of a fighter's mind that they have something to prove inside the octagon. So I think that's pretty cool that you bring that up just because it's something I hear so often in the little bit that I follow (laughs) UFC.
1: Right. Well, i mean the people who train with me the guys i fight with on a daily basis they know uh i don't really have to prove anything to anybody but they know those are people i'd want to prove it to anyway i mean we train hard that's that's those are my boys you know but uh yeah i want to show that i uh, i'm a complete martial artist that i just i can do it all and uh i know i can do it all i just got to put it in a fight one day you know uh everything happens so fast you react so fast your body triggers uh so fast when you're in there it's just hard to like really slow it down so. yeah i'm sure yeah, that yeah gets going yeah <laughs> and i want to win and I'm, I'm gonna take wherever it needs to go i'm gonna take it there and i'm gonna win so yeah that's what i trained for hell yeah man
0: <laughs> um with uh you know it, it's uh, another interesting part of all this is the fact that you know, we're ta- we're sitting here talking about how a lot of your fights have ended up on the ground, and it's it's funny how you know you talk about your trainers; they know what you can do and things like that. But even at the young age, we were talking about a second ago getting in fights in school. Somehow or another, even in school, you were on the ground on top <laughs> of somebody, or if you were below them, you are still throwing the haymakers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was
1: I was going at it. So uh, I either took them down or I punched them and knock him down. So <laughs> yeah. it's just it's my fighting style is yeah. natural, right?
0: So. And that's that's one of the cool things. That's why when I first saw you were were getting into the MMA, I'm like, oh, dude. I mean, one, that's awesome, good for him. Two, that makes perfect sense. Just because you've you've always just kind of had that.
1: I, see, and I appreciate that because like everybody else, I told like, hey, I'm gonna do fighting. They're like. Are you kidding me? Like, you're too small, you'll get hurt. My parents, my dad finally, like just got over it, you know. Um, my mom don't come to the fights, but my dad finally got over it. He he sees like my grandpa was a boxer. I got it in my blood. Like, it's it's nothing I can't uh deny. Yeah. So um yeah, it's just it's so natural. It it's weird. It's weird to explain to people, but it's so natural to me that um uh, it's just it's hard to not
0: so after after i guess because your first fight you got the win your yes. your your first ever fight you got the win what was the reaction of some of those family members after you walked out i i don't remember the the intricacies of the fight if you had been busted open if how long it lasted whatever the case may be but what was their initial reaction when you walked out with it oh jiu-jitsu?
1: they were excited uh it, that fight was a three-round war i fought like a higher uh jujitsu belt than me he was a really good wrestler and uh fought him for 9 minutes and beat him up the whole time so uh everybody was happy They was surprised. i saw some doubt in some people's eyes and stuff and you're going to get that i mean you know it, it's fighting you're not nothing's nothing's perfect and stuff like that you you got to accept the reality of it but hey stuff happens and um yeah just train hard to prove everybody wrong and stuff so well one of the
0: one of the cool things too is I I think when I think of you I mean you've always been a pretty level-headed person or at least it seems so even as a kid but one of the things I think I can speak on with you is in in the same breath of you saying you want to prove everybody wrong at the end of the day I feel like a person like you goes into these fights with the right mindset knowing that the number one person you want to prove something to is yourself because I feel like in any capacity, in any competitive advantage, if you start letting the outside noise get in, that's when you crumble and that's just when you start falling by the wayside. So I guess for you, what's what's some of the things that you do to focus away more so from the outside noise and just kind of keep it to yourself? Like is there certain music you listen to or is there a certain training regimen that you do before every fight just to keep honed in and keep focused
1: oh uh, yeah music i have multiple different playlists on how i'm gonna feel that day what kind of workout i'm doing that day um like a lot of music a lot of like uh podcasts Joe rogan podcast <laughs> stuff like that of course shout out shout out um but uh, a lot of positive stuff i like to read a lot uh just try to stay positive about everything it's hard when you're going in a fight camp and you're getting beat up every day and you're tired and you're hurt and all that stuff and you don't have time to like chill chill with your friends and family but uh definitely just stick to my balance regimen like what i do on the daily have that consistency and uh that helps out with a lot helps me stay balanced so you mentioned it's all about.
0: you mentioned reading what's some of the what's some of those things that you like to read into and to just kind of keep that mindset fresh
1: uh some like old They got these old, like, samurai books and, like, tells you about, like, how their mindset was on stuff and war and peace and all that stuff, Um, their strategies on certain things, which, um, yeah, we're not, I'm not fighting with, like, a bunch of samurais or anything, but their strategies will help out with certain things, the way you look at stuff and, uh,
0: What's one of the biggest, I guess, takeaways you've had from kind of diving into that? Like, what's one maybe teaching, one lesson, one quote that has really just stood out with you that you hold with you?
1: Um, I don't know about a quote. It's probably multiple ones. Um, But, like, having that balance as, like, a a warrior, it's always, like, peace and war. And, like, Mm. really having that balance is, is a lot with... Fighting. I, got, I got to balance my, my job, my training, my diet, just everyday life and stay in... Fighting's, uh, fighting's fighting, but staying calm through all the storms of fighting if I'm getting beat up or something didn't go right. Um, just staying calm, staying balanced in between that my mind, all that stuff, um, that's helped me out a lot. Um, yeah, so
0: uh with i i I guess relating back to some of the fights was there ever a time where you were actually in in the ring or in the octagon and you got in your own head like i i know the records four and one and that first fight you just talked about was an all-out war it was you two going to work for nine minutes straight so what's I guess was there a time that you can think of where you were rattled there where you had to kind of shake yourself back and be like, Shit, get your head back into it.
1: So uh the fight I lost, I was rattled. Um the guy was talking a lot of shit. He didn't make weight and I was he was like ten pounds heavier than me. Uh I was pissed. And, and you still uh, accepted the I still fight? Still accepted the fight. Dude, man. good for like, you. Yeah, I was like I spent a lot of money like cutting weight and stuff and like just like training hard and i'm like man i'm not going to i'm not going to leave this opportunity on the table like this so i took the fight he still talked shit before the fight and and i let it get to me i was like man i want to knock his head off they said go we started swinging you know um i hit him he hit me and he caught the better part of my head so i uh, went down but i shouldn't have let him get to me I, I i fought um not strategic at all fought wild Fought emotional, which is uh, not the way I want to fight. I'm very smart when I fight, so uh, but I won't let that get to me again. Yeah. Uh, I say calm now, work on what I got to well, work again,
0: on. Well, again, that's going back to what we were just talking about. You know, you've always had the level head, so I think it's ironic that the one fight that is blemished on your record does come as a result of, like you said, fighting emotional. Yeah, and I mean that's tough. I mean when you're when you're standing toe to toe with somebody like. You, Look for me. I was never a fighter. my My objective, anytime someone started swinging at me, was to just start walking around in a circle, get them border tired, and walk away. <laughs> I, I wasn't. I was never the guy who was about to just throw down with somebody. And so, watching someone on the other side of you wanting to just take your head off—I mean, that's not exactly something for the for someone that. Emotionally stable or not emotionally stable—that's not something to just take lightly. Someone's right. on the other side wanting to hurt you.
1: Uh, I'm used to the trash talking and all that stuff, uh, playing football and stuff like that. But uh, it's it's different in fighting. He was saying a bunch of like messed up stuff. Yeah, and I let it get to me. I should, I, I knew I should have stayed calm, but uh, I wanted to hit him. So <laughs>
0: hey, live and you learn, man.
1: Definitely, I learned a lot from that fight. So still. Um, actually, today I'm glad that happened to me. I got I got to grow as a fighter and grow and that, as a person. Actually. And that
0: was which which fight was that? How many fights had you had previously? Uh, let's see, I had two. So I think that was my third third fight. fight. Okay, I yeah, think. and I, I think I remember hearing about it on like, or reading some of it on Facebook because obviously whenever you fight. I'm following. Somebody's posting something. Yeah, and of yeah. course you have all your friends chiming in of what's going on. So I think that's really cool because you seem to have a strong following, um, considering how early it is. But yeah. no, I mean, and as cliche as it is, you learn more from losing than you do winning. So you do. If you, do. If you walked away from that with a heck of a lot to take home, which clearly you have, I mean. That in and of itself is a win. And at the end of the day, as a fan and as your friend, I will say, the fact this shitbag didn't make weight, well, that's a black eye on his record anyway.
1: Uh, well, it <laughs> happens, uh, especially in the amateurs, stuff yeah. like that happens. So, But he was a good fighter. He came from a great gym, and uh, I think he holds a few belts now as a pro. So, hey, if I meet him again one day, we'll see.
0: Yeah, absolutely, uh, man. There's always that chance for redemption.
1: Yeah, one day.
0: But, um... As far as fighting goes, we've talked about mindset and things like that. One of the things that I thought was interesting, I had written an article about uh, a college friend of mine several years back who is super into jiu-jitsu. Now, he doesn't fight, but he does the jiu-jitsu tournaments, which is where you started. And he had mentioned... How he used jiu-jitsu as a form of depression relief, essentially. Right. He had gone through uh, some different things throughout his life uh, that just led to the dark hole, essentially. And I remember, after I wrote that, you and I were talking about it because you texted me or reached out to me somehow and just said, dude, that was an awesome write-up. Yeah, it was. And you had started talking about how you had dealt with some of the similar issues now of course you know don't want to make you uncomfortable don't want you to go into the stuff that you don't want to get into but overall talk a little bit about that as far as what you can speak on that how MMA has helped you emotionally and mentally
1: um kind of like I said earlier it helped me grow as a person um a lot of people don't know my best friend passed away and Horrible way, I'm not gonna get into all that, but uh definitely loved him like a brother. And uh yeah, he passed away and, and dealing with that, dealing with uh missing one of my best friends, uh uh turned to MMA and fighting and training and really not even fighting, just training. Trying to get better at a art, a sport and uh focus on myself and it gave me something to like focus on, something to get better and something to improve. And uh, just day by day, just keeping that grind to keep keeping on doing what I'm doing, uh, doing better in my job and stuff like that. Uh, just put me on the right path to be where I'm at today. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, it helps out a lot. I uh, highly recommend it for anybody. I mean, you, even if you don't have anything you're going through, it's a good, good thing to learn. So. Yeah,
0: anything you can that'll help you emotionally and mentally is always a and it, always it, a big big win
1: it builds character It builds Definitely. a stronger person within which helps out in all aspects of life
0: absolutely so. absolutely so after all that happens you turn to mma and here you sit you know four and one and you already have a belt to your name so what's next man what's the what's the next uh step in the Step in the journey here
1: so uh next step is december 6th uh 2019 copeland tower i'm gonna be fighting awesome card like a bunch of great fighters not just from my gym but from uh other gyms in the area i know a bunch of these guys fighting they're, they're very good fighters i mean the whole card stacked but uh i'm gonna be fighting for a belt uh 125 belt louisiana belt here so um Two state yeah. champion,
0: possibly. Hell yeah. I like it. Double
1: champ belts. Yeah, trying to get that uh, two belt drip. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Now, the which gym? Because I don't think you've even said it yet. Which gym are you uh, currently fighting? BMAC.
1: On? It's a Brazilian Martial Arts Center run by uh, my coach, my professor uh, Ryu. Which he's from uh, from Boston, but he's also from uh, Th- uh, not Thailand. He's from uh, Brazil. So, okay. very good Muay Thai, very good ju- Jiu-Jitsu over there. So, um, yeah, I'm glad to be there.
0: Hell yeah, man. And you were with um, Mushin prior to Mushin that. Mushin
1: before that, yeah. That w- that was a starting point for me. And uh, just wasn't working out, so I just wanted to grow a little more. Hell yeah, man. But still love for them.
0: Yeah, there's never, there's never anything wrong with moving on if you're trying to improve your craft. Yeah, you're I'm just trying
1: to get as far as I can and... Uh, it, Get the most knowledge out there. Uh, I I went to uh, California over the summer, tried out for uh, Black House MMA, California. I actually made it, but California is super expensive, and uh, I'm just a broke fighter right now, but (laughs) maybe one day. But uh, I learned a lot of stuff from them out there. California is definitely a higher level of fighting, but uh, shout out to them out there.
0: So Uh, that was all... Dude, talk about that. So how long were you there for? What was the experience?
1: uh, I was there for like four days. We had one day. We had one day workout. Um, I went out there by myself. Um, the gyms and where is it at? It's Redondo. It's kind of like right outside of Compton. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I went out there, tried out. It was like a, I want to say like a six or eight hour day. Like we just worked out nonstop. Whew. Maybe not, maybe like six. It was like a few hour workout. Then we had an hour or two break and then. Some more working out. But uh, high-level amateur fighters out there. Everybody trying to fight for a spot on the team. And uh, I wound up making it. A few other guys made it. Uh, I think they're fighting soon. But uh, they've been killing it out there. So...
0: What's some of the things you did in California aside from the, the workout and tryouts? Did you do anything cool while you were oh, yeah, there? Oh yeah,
1: dude. I, I walked around the place, just like walked the beaches, uh, Redondo Beach, Hermosa Beach, uh, Manhattan Beach. Ate a bunch of different food. <laughs> the uh, the ramen out there is awesome, the seafood, sushi's awesome out there. I didn't get to go uh, surfing or anything, but uh, I just ate the good food and chilled out in California. Sat on the beach, ate pizzas, stuff like that.
0: And, of course, probably blew through the next five years' worth of budget. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) It's so expensive, it's
1: ridiculous, man.
0: (laughs) I hear that, man. So, um, I guess going away from all this, so one of the things I do want to bring up, and this is one of my... I I do this to pretty much every (laughs) guest that comes on here, full disclosure, but going away from the MMA, uh, but... Before I get into this next story, December sixth, correct? December sixth, Copeland, Copeland Towers. Tower. Be there or be a shit bag. So sure that. <laughs> there's the plug. <laughs> but no, one of my favorite stories, and I was texting you about this, and you told me you didn't remember this, but uh, as I talked about, we both went to Curtis. We had this small, small group of friends that we hung out with. There was six to ten of us within the group. So, every time someone had a birthday party, that same group went to the house, slept over the whole nine. Well, our good friend Andrew, his party was the one that I think everyone looked forward to the most every single year. That's
1: when shit went down. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) People get beat up. People get hurt. You may get a black eye or two. Whatever. It is what it is. It was our own sanctioned fight club. Pretty much. So, it's raining. It's pouring. It's just pissing rain outside. At, you know, eight a.m. we're all getting in our first class, which was Miss Bush, who taught science. And Miss Bush did not like most of us. I-, I think I can say that in full confidence. I'll
1: say that, yeah. I think she liked me though. <laughs>
0: well, not today, she didn't. So I just remember it's raining cats and dogs outside, and you take it upon yourself. Keep in mind, she's up there writing on the board what all is going to be happening today. People are still filing in, but it's it's close enough to class time where, all right, you should be in your seat, sitting down, shutting up, whatever. And all of a sudden, and I sit across the room, I just see Jared walk from his desk out the door. Now, keep in mind, there's a small overhang. These classrooms are outdoors, essentially. You walk out the door and you're outside. And... All of us in the class just hear uh, Jared start screaming, rain, rain, go away, <laughs> come again another day. And Ms. Bush just looks back and she goes, where's jared and then here you are you're screaming again outside <laughs> she walks outside and we just hear what are you doing out here get back in the class right now and she's just red hot mad jared comes walking back in nothing else happens from it you just sit down but you know just take it upon yourself to walk out of class and you know get the rain the hell out of here
1: i, I was pumped up for uh the sleepover man i was <laughs> hella pumped we probably had some houses we're gonna go doorbell ditch or roll or we had football we had to play i was no need for rain that day i was
0: (laughs) i was telling someone about ryan who we talked about earlier the emotional fighter that he is one of his i love him oh absolutely man i love ryan (laughs) i haven't seen
1: him in years but
0: I, i i saw him probably within the last uh, two years, because he actually came and played flag with us one day with okay. his brother Chris, but I talked to him on Facebook occasionally. I actually uh, came across something the other day. He commented on a post being a smartass from a couple of years ago, and I got a biggest kick out of it. It was something political, and... In reference to a comment that somebody made, he just responds, Yeah, I want to live in a world where the schnozberries taste like schnozberries, uh, too. That's and such I was, a Ryan comment. I was just like, dude, that's classic Ryan. So I sent that to him. But, yeah, we talk occasionally. But... Um, I don't even remember where I was going with the story because we diverted off to Ryan. So once again, Ryan, screwing Shout stuff. out to Ryan. Hope he's doing good, man.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's my homie.
0: But uh, no, man, it's... um, Oh, oh, for his uh, sleepover. So... Do you remember when, because one of of our favorite pastimes was, of course, being dicks. Stuff that, if someone does that to us now, we're probably not happy about it. Used to ding-dong ditch, used to throw shit at cars. Well, do you remember, so um, Ryan's mom was one of the bus drivers. She had a little van. I do
1: remember this story. We're all (laughs) hiding
0: behind the bus waiting for cars to pass. And we all have Gatorade bottles. Now they're empty. There's nothing in them. So they're not gonna, you know, damage the car or anything like that. But we're all hiding behind the bus. And car starts round in the corner, comes down the street, and all of us at the same time, probably (laughs) six of us, just hurl these Gatorade bottles at the car. The windows are open, so a couple of people wound up making it in the car.
1: Oh, they were so pissed.
0: The car stops down the street, reverses. Well, did you run in the bus with me?
1: Yeah, we were in the (laughs) bus. Uh somebody got caught outside a few people we didn't see for like a few hours but uh yeah, I definitely <laughs> went to the bus that was a that was a smart move on that
0: <laughs> well you it was you, me, and maybe Shane were're in the bus Shane. and we're just hiding underneath the seats. The dude pokes his head through the bus, so we're scared shitless at this <laughs> point, so he runs out the bus and again, I think it might have been I don't remember who it was. Might have been it might have been Marcus that he caught at the door.
1: Yeah, somebody got caught at the door. I felt bad for him. Because we locked him out of the bus. That's what happened.
0: And the door was locked because we came through the back door and then everyone else scattered down the street, but he gets caught and he's just like, I'm so sorry. Like you can hear just the terror in his voice that I think he was crying or something. Probably. But such is life, man. Oh, Being man. twelve was great. Oh yeah. And then One of the other stories, I was actually telling someone this the other day. So we, Ryan had that little park a couple of blocks from his house. It was just like swing set, a sandbox. Well, I remember we took, it was like a small trash can. We put some sand in it, leaned it up against the door Rang the bell uh, <laughs> and just hid and watched as the sand fell into these poor people's <laughs> foyer of their home. So they're probably still cleaning up some of that sand. So good old times of good times,
1: uh, man. Mischief. Oh dude, without all that a mischief.
0: doubt all the time, man. It never stopped. The
1: boys will be boys, man. That is a fact.
0: <laughs> Especially when they get together for sleepovers. Yeah. And uh yeah, man, the, one of the Another, I guess, another friend of ours who, dude, I haven't seen in God knows how long. But Billy,
1: Billy Hobbly, oh yeah, yeah. I seen when did I see Billy? I seen him a long time ago, like I want to say like three, four years ago, but uh, maybe it was at school or something. But Billy's awesome, man. Yeah. I haven't seen him I, in so I'll long. I miss
0: that dude. I used to go to his house all the time. But one of my, uh, it's funny because we're, t- you know, we talked about fighting for this entire podcast for the most part, and one of the ironic parts about Billy and I's friendship, it started with him punching me in the fucking face, (laughs) and giving me a bloody (laughs) lip, so one of the things we used to do at PE at Curtis was, well, we didn't really play basketball, we tackled each other, and then stole the balls of everyone else, and would run around. Tackle
1: basketball. Yeah,
0: exactly, we... Screw the real rules. We invented our... We I, played by our rules. I think
1: they play it in Russia and stuff. Like <laughs> Khabib, I think Khabib and them played tackle basketball. But uh.
0: but no, man. Billy, we were playing. And something had happened. Because I, I was still very new at this point. This was my first year there. And I had maybe been going to school there for a month or two at this point. So I was still getting to know everyone. And Billy did something I didn't like. And I remember I threw the ball at him at the back of his head. And I turned my back on him to act like it wasn't me. And when I turned around, dude, I had a fist (laughs) just waiting for me. And the second I turned around, it just drops me. I go to the ground. I'm bleeding from a mouth. Uh, He busted up my lip. And Billy was a bony son of a bitch. So it hurt. (laughs) And. I remember Coach Francis runs up like, Alright, who's the one that did it? Being a dick. I was like, It was an accident. He accidentally elbowed me and Coach Francis didn't buy it, so but he yeah. sent us <laughs> He he sent us to the office and we're sitting in front of Miss Usler and Billy's sitting there, he's like, Fuck, I'm gonna get in trouble like as we were walking there, like I could just see it in his face. He's like, Shit, like I'm gonna get in trouble. I'm gonna get my ass beat later, or whatever. So we get in the office, Miss Usler was Asking what was going on, why we were here, what was happening, and I was just like, nothing. We were playing basketball. He spun and accidentally elbowed me in the face. And that was the story I stuck with. And she goes, she said something along the lines of, well, that's not what Coach Francis said. I was like, well, Coach Francis didn't see. It was an accident and i wasn't gonna bend from that because like dude i threw the ball at the back of his head like right. i don't want to get in trouble You're either to your story man right <laughs> so we walk out no one gets in trouble and he was just like man i appreciate that i was like ah dude it's whatever i deserved it you punched me in the face and we're best friends after that dude oh
1: yeah billy was a cool guy
0: <laughs> so but aside from uh mma you know one what else uh so you're at Revolution right now. Yeah, right? I'm
1: manager at Revolution Fitness. And you
0: just got that nice little promotion. So yep. congrats on that. Thanks, so sir. what's some of the things you guys are doing over there? And uh for those who don't know Revolution Fitness, what is it? Where are y'all located?
1: Uh we're located uh right off Veterans Boulevard. Um I think it's twenty eight hundred Veterans Boulevard. Um we're a functional training gym. A lot of people see it. And they think it's a CrossFit gym, but it's not. It's a functional training. Um, It's kind of like strength and conditioning for, like, ex-athletes. I love the program. I use it for myself for the fighting and all that stuff. Keeps me healthy without getting uh, too injured from the weights. A lot of kettlebell stuff, a lot of, like, bodyweight stuff. We got sleds, all that stuff, heart rate monitors, all the good stuff. So um, great gym. Uh, we got a 4-yard turf. We have um kids program, sports performance, all that stuff. So if you uh, if you want to work out or you want to send your kids to work out, possibly uh get them in a college training one day, send them to me.
0: Boom, you heard it here first. Probably not first, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> I tell uh, everybody. No, that's one of the crazy things I think Talking about workout programs, workout regimens, I was telling you before we started recording, I just recently rejoined the gym. I had been out of it. I have I haven't touched weights for two years. And part of that's just because of leaving a gym, I didn't want to go back. I you know, I I I left, I wasn't unhappy with it. There were just certain parts of it that, you know, you move on from.
1: Right, right. So
0: as it tends to happen with most jobs, you move away from a specific field or anything like that, and you just you kind of just lose the interest in it, so to speak. And that's what happened. And while I was working there, I didn't want to work out there uh, for the last year because I would work out in the morning. So if someone came to interrupt me when I only had an hour before I had to open, well, now there goes my workout. I so, feel
1: that. I totally feel that yeah, now. Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> so, But it's crazy how... Working out, I I think the the concept and mindset changes from when we grow up or even in high school programs where it's all about clanging and banging, being as strong as possible. And now we talk about things like functional strength, which for a lot of people, they don't know what it is. And for someone that utilizes functional strength equipment, TRX bands, kettlebells, those things, most people who are hardcore into working out now, dude kettlebells are like godsend for uh, working out they
1: are man uh you need maybe one or two of them and <laughs> you're good dude like a small space and yeah i could put you through a rough workout with Absolutely. some kettlebells and some bands some yeah. bands too one so. of
0: the things that i i love doing is uh i'll grab like a body pump bar throw and i i don't work out uh you know, get as strong as humanly possible. I work right. out for function. I work out so I can keep these muscles activated. Yeah,
1: so you can run around with your kids one day.
0: Exactly. And one of the one of my favorite things to do with resistance bands is take the body pump bar, put maybe ten, 15, 20 pounds somewhere in there, something lighter, but then I'll wrap one of those bands around the edges of it and I'll do, you know, the curls or and stuff. Yeah, yeah, just different things like that. Just um, whatever I can, but dude, anytime you can add resistance bands to anything, dude, it makes such a freaking difference. Dude.
1: Resistance bands, and if you like do holds with them, static yeah. holds and stuff, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, I do, and I do a lot of holds and then negative reps. Um, yeah. like especially towards the end of the workouts, uh, you know, if I'm on because. I was telling you this, like I like to get in thirty minutes, get in, get out, because it doesn't need to be more than that for what I'm looking to do. Like I'm not trying to win a freaking bodybuilding competition. So (laughs) I'm just there to get my workout in, feel good, get my ass back home. Uh, So but one of the things I'll incorporate, so let's say I'm doing let's say I'm doing chest and try that day. One of the things I like to do is towards the end, wherever whenever I know I'm on my last last round or last set so to speak because i superset everything if i'm working out two body parts i work out the two body parts then i hit a cardio burn and then that's one set right so during those during the the last set w- whether it's three or four rounds of it the last three to four reps are going to be negative and it, dude it just adds so much to to the workout just getting that little extra burn to close it out to help you feel feel great and, right dude it's it's amazing though all the things you could do with a lot of the functional strength equipment and another one of my favorites is the trx bands i dude live and die by those if you if you see me ever doing a workout and there is not a trx band involved at any point ask me what is wrong because it's probably a bad day (laughs) right
1: yeah i like like trx bands a lot especially like uh pulling the sleds and stuff Mm -hmm. it's so great for that yeah um But, yeah, functional training uh, and body weight training. um, Also, like, kickboxing, boxing, hitting a bag and doing planks and core work. I'm I'm big into that. It burns a lot of calories, helps build your core, strengthen your lower back and stuff like that. A lot, a lot of cardio. I'm like a cardio guru. (laughs) I just ran, like, eight miles before I came here. Nice. So, yeah.
0: What's, What's, I guess, for you... As far as the workout programs are concerned, as far as you know strength, speed, stamina, whatever it may be well, I guess what's the toughest part of incorporating that to m m a for you like what would you say is the hardest for you to obtain and build
1: um It's really just balancing it I c- i i don't want to lift too much to where I'm too bulky uh I can put on muscle really quick, so I gotta do higher reps. Find the light, the right weight to where I'm not going to get too bulky, but I'm going to get enough work. I'm very strong for my size, so doing more weight is what I want to do. But sometimes uh, it'll make me stiff, more muscular, and I, I don't want that. So I'll pick a good weight, do a lot of reps with it. Um, switch out my workouts. Sometimes I'll do weights with like um, footwork, and it's, there's always something to do with fighting when I'm lifting weights. It's not just Bench, squat, deadlifts. I got to do yeah. some type of footwork, some type of explosive movements. Because um, fighting is not just lifting something once. No. It's constant cardio, constant push, constant power, um, and a lot more cardio when uh, you're in there. Actually fighting and fighting for rounds, it's a lot of cardio. So you got to yeah. be ready for that. Well, it's crazy. You talk
0: about the balance I guess one of the tough parts that I would find is trying to balance out whether I want to use my fast twitch or slow twitch muscle fibers because in MMA, that's tough because you're going for three rounds or five rounds maybe for anywhere from, I guess, two to five minutes, but at the same time, you also have to be prepared because like you've said earlier, Changes like that where you have to be quick. Yes. So it's I guess that would be one of the toughest parts for me is trying to figure out, okay, do I want to run, you know, four miles today or do I want to do some, some agility work on the ladder to help with those fast switch. I think that would be the toughest balance distribution for me.
1: Yes, uh and I try to stay balanced with that. Like I, I ran eight miles today and then tomorrow I'll do a lot of jump rope jump rope, fast switch stuff and uh i'll probably do some mma training at night so um just finding a balance and you got to do it all i believe in doing it all some people say uh you don't need to run eight miles it's a fight all that stuff and i'm like well boxers do it for a reason and there's a lot of other fighters that do that for a reason i believe in the road work I'm going to do the road work, and it's going to help me out.
0: There's a reason one of the most iconic scenes in the greatest boxing movie of all time is Rocky Balboa running running upstairs in Philadelphia.
1: Right. Well, they have some fighters that don't run. Bad knees, don't run, do all that stuff, but I need to run. For me to lose 25, 20 pounds in a month, I need to run. I need to run eight miles probably a few days a week. Let's talk about that because we were talking
0: about that – couple of weeks ago again when i approached you about doing the podcast is the cutting weight side dude that's a bitch and i was telling you this i don't know how guys do it it's i hard. don't because i saw this firsthand in high school with wrestlers. several of my friends who are wrestlers yes. well i was hanging out with my buddy mark at his house and I went to go grab food, I think. I think I drove us to Kane's. He couldn't eat anything, but he was like, I'll come for a ride. This dude is sucking on fucking now and laters and just spitting because yeah. he's trying <laughs> to cut the weight. And I, like I said, because I had a couple of friends who were in it, I saw what they went through. And dude, every time I'm just like... That can't be healthy. Like, I couldn't do that. I would die. It's it's definitely not healthy.
1: Uh, 125 is not a sustainable weight for me. Now, 135, I could walk around at that, but I like donuts too much. uh, (laughs) I really want to try that uh, Popeye's fried chicken sandwich. But other than that, like, I could stay lower in weight, but I I do live in Louisiana. I like a lot of food and uh, a lot of good food. But uh, it, it's definitely hard to cut weight, um, especially like right now I'm doing it back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. So it puts a lot of toll on your body. Um, you got to do it right the healthy way. If not, uh, you're going to get injured somehow, some way.
0: Yeah. Um, now with, with I guess, your diet, I mean what's what goes into the week-to-week diet for you? I mean are you meal prepping each week or are you – Kind of going on the fly or planning um, out
1: i meal prep but it is on the fly uh, i have set dinners um and my lunch is on the fly and everything else kind of on the fly how i feel um checking my weight constantly seeing what uh like if i work out if i drink a protein shake if i eat some fruit what's putting weight on me and what's what's uh taking weight off of me and I just balance that out see how i'm feeling when i work out when i'm training If I'm recovering right, because the big thing is recovering from workout to workout. And uh, I'll lose weight doing burning 3,000 calories a day, but how am I recovering from each workout? So I don't want to do too much damage. I want to be able to take more damage the next day. So like I said, it's all about balance.
0: And that's something I was talking about with Sam, who was on the last episode of the podcast. He played basketball at Nichols. So Mm D1 college athlete. And he was a damn good player. He was an awesome basketball player. Unfortunately, he dealt with a lot of injuries, and that's what he said was his biggest problem was he worked out too much. He worked too hard, and he didn't give his body ample time to recover and rest. Therefore, it's just continuous breaking down the muscles until they eventually just pop or snap or things go wrong. And that's, dude, that's brutal because... You know, you want to be at the top of your game, but that's where a lot of people forget is, okay, look, listen to my body. I need to rest today. And athletes will just push through it. And I don't think it's, I don't like to put that as a negative connotation because at the same time, they're clearly, they just want to better themselves. But it's, I I think he put it the best, so I'll use his words. You know, the term is work smarter, not harder and when athletes do push themselves too much to that level they're just working dumb
1: exactly uh i push this with my coaches all the time cuz they my my coach ryu he's a he's a beast man um he is rough and tough and i'm not as tough as him i know that um he's been doing fighting for since he's been a kid over 18 years he's way tougher than me and when i'm training Three times a day and I'm taking a lot of damage when I'm sparring or if I'm hurt when I'm training, um, it's not helping me out. So we got to have a a good balance and know where I'm at and know where uh, we're at in the camp and make sure that I don't get injured just trying to get ready for this fight. Um, The days I need the rest, I got to take the rest and then... Come back on the next day and train even harder. If I don't take the rest, I'm gonna be hurt, I'm gonna get injured, something's gonna pop, something's gonna happen, I'm fighting. I'm fighting every day. So um just being smart about your training is a lot. If some days you need an active recovery, go play some basketball. That's what I love to do. Uh stretch after, um shoot some hoops. You don't have to play hard, but get the body moving and do some mobility stuff afterwards. But um I think a lot of people just wanna work, 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 work. But you can burn calories doing other stuff, so definitely look into that.
0: Well, it's that's also one of the parts of one of the workout programs that the gym I worked for promoted. Anytime Fitness has, uh, the, it's group training basically, and one of their programs, Burn, it's designed to burn calories. I can't remember exactly. I want to say it's twenty-four hours after your workout, really, because of the amount of functional strength and cardio you're putting into each workout i mean it's, it's a 60 minute workout so the afterburn it's just it, yeah it we do that
1: too it's a we do a little burn at, at the end of a workout some cardio and it just keeps you burning into the next one yeah so.
0: and that's that's the thing man it comes down like like we just said working working smarter not harder so but before we wrap up here is there anything that you want to add that we uh didn't touch on
1: uh i'm not sure uh, come see the fight, Um, December 6th, Copeland Towers. I'm fighting another champion from uh, Florida, so it'll be a pretty good matchup. So I'm excited about that. Now, are you going for his current belt?
0: or is- No, so this is a... It's a new championship.
1: It's, it's a open belt in Louisiana. Okay. So okay. I have the belt in Pensacola. He's got a, a... I think he's from Tampa, so he's got a, pe- a belt in Tampa. Ooh, nice. So uh, he's coming down here to try to get this belt, and uh, I'm going to keep it home nice um yeah that's gonna go down a lot of good fights come see all the all the other fighters on the card are awesome be some knockouts some submissions a lot of good fights um revolution fitness shout out uh bmac shout out come see me uh if you want to train in functional fitness or uh any type of martial arts come see me and
0: I'll say in full confidence, if I was going to go to anybody for some MMA lessons, it's this guy here. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> but, but, Jared, man, I appreciate you coming on. And for those of you listening, check him out. Jared Free U, Uh That's F-R-Y-O-U-X. You can find him on Facebook um, as well as Instagram, I'm sure. Yes,
1: sir. Hashtag uh, free love.
0: Hell, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, he, uh, he has a Facebook page set up strictly to follow him and his journey and his MMA journey, so be sure to check that out. And Jared, man, again, I appreciate you coming on, and go fucking bring that belt home, dude. Thank
1: you for having me, sir, and I will.
0: Absolutely, man. And for those of you who tuned in, we appreciate you tuning in. And until next time, we'll see you on the Hotard Huddle Podcast. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Hotard Huddle Podcast. Stay up to date with all the latest episodes released on the 1st and 15th of every month at HotardHuddle.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at HotardHuddle.